Hello and welcome to the Blogging Fringe podcast. This is the 12th episode for our 2015 season. I'm your host, Ryan Price, and today we have two artists from the DC metro area. They are Tasty Monster Productions, and it's Luke Tudball and Heather Bagnall. I guess let's start with Heather. You are the American of, of the duo, so what's it like touring around with a foreigner? Like, what's <laughs> what what kind of comments do you get? Oh gosh, uh, well, well, Luke is Luke is a, a dual national, so he's even though even though he his his heart is in Britain, he does have family in in the U.S. But because uh, his mom's from California, but um, yeah, I. I I will say Luke spends a lot of time um, telling me how Americans don't really know Britain and that they don't really go around saying hello, governor, all the time. Um, but what, But I will say when I was in England, um, I did have people asking me to talk. <laughs> like, they're like, we have an American. Oh, I was in a grocery store. I was actually in a store in, and, um, in a, a small village in England, and, and they're like, "We have an American," and they kept asking me to say stuff, and I, I, I thought I was being punked because they were bringing other customers over to, to get me to say stuff, and I, and I said, "Is this really? Is this really a thing?" And Luke swears that that I made that up, but it it did actually happen. <laughs> the teeth thing is not a thing. No, the teeth thing uh, is not a thing. Right, and and it's, it's actually um, they they get very offended by that. Mm. <laughs> it is fun though i mean i i think what it is really is it's just people are interested in in um you know the the characters that they don't see that often actually you know my parents live in a very rural area in england and um it, like heather said in a very small village so so really they don't um not that they don't see outsiders we, they live very near to a big cosmopolitan city but it's just not the norm you know they don't they don't sort of see a lot of of travelers. So it's just interesting to them when they have, uh, you know, an exciting new person to, to meet. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, you know, we have you here because you're fringe artists and you're touring around. You did come to uh, my home fringe in Orlando, but you're going to some other places and you have a show you're producing called Ferdinand. So you guys want to give us the, the elevator pitch, the like flyer pitch for Ferdinand. Uh, Ferdinand is the story of Tom, who's a single dad, uh, bringing up his son, to be empathetic and uh, not a bully uh, in a world that is pushing him in all the wrong directions. Um, it's inspired by the story of Ferdinand by Monroe Leaf, the story of the, the bull who didn't want to fight but just wanted to sort of sit under his tree and, and, um, and smell the flowers. And um, it's a sort of our modern take, I suppose, on the, on the issues that are raised in that story, you know, uh, bullying, uh, sort of peer pressure, um, being a single parent, and all of the and you know death and loss and bereavement and 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 all of those things all in one show really. Very it's kind good. of all of our soapbox issues in one place. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, and and Heather, you wrote the play. Is that mm -hmm. correct? That is correct. So, like, what what in sort of inspires you? You know, who is maybe not a single dad to write a show about a single dad. <laughs> Well, you know, this this show went through such a, a, a wild transformation. Originally, I wanted to write an adaptation of 
the book, The Story of Ferdinand, because it was one of my favorite books when I was a kid. It actually used to be in the school curriculum. Mm. And for years, I thought, this is a really great metaphor for an anti-bullying story. Right. And I'd been trying to write the adaptation, and I had framed it with this idea of Tom, the single dad, who was raising his son, Ferdinand, with the same philosophies of being big and strong, but kind and gentle. Um, but uh, through some very strange machinations of, of the publication, I could not get a hold of the publisher. I'd been trying for a number of years, and, and I had done a treatment of this story that got picked up by a festival. So I took out the idea of the adaptation and actually took my framework story, filled it in, and ended up with an entirely original story. Hmm. Um, and having spent years in arts education and arts administration and, and education in general, um, there are just several sort of trigger issues I'd seen coming up over the years. Kids getting a little bit meaner, access to way too much information, um, growing up way too fast. So I sort of took all of those things that, that I'd seen over the years and, and wrote them into the show. Um, and that's, that's really where the idea of it came from. You know, this idea of, of we are raising our children to be a little too hard and a, and a little too old beyond their years. And so I wanted to write a story of a single dad who was just really trying to do well by his son, mm. to teach him to be empathetic, to, who's dealing with, you know, he's grieving, he's dealing with the loss of his wife, but he's just trying to do everything he can um, to, to raise his son to be, you know, a good kind person and i think as well it's it's the idea that we you know we see a lot of stories where you have a single female parent perhaps yeah. um you know bringing up their children or or their child um but there's this sort of macho attitude sometimes you know um where men are not sort of supposed to show emotion or not supposed to be weak yeah. and are not supposed to have you know uh frailty so for us it was actually important that the parent uh, we did actually toy for a while of making the parent female, um, but w then we actually it became important that he was man um, because we wanted to really highlight that relationship between, you know, the father and his son. Yeah, there there aren't a lot of shows out there that really explore the father son relationship. So. Yeah, well, and you know, at least uh, there, you know, the stereotypical idea of the dad is that. You know, he's very sort of like cold and removed mm -hmm. from his family relationships. Exactly. He goes to like work a, and he comes home and, you know, he says he has dinner with the kids and then, you know, sends them off to bed. But that's, that, you know, that's a, that's a stereotype. It's, it's really not, um, it's not an ideal. <laughs> and I don't think it's actually the norm either. I think actually that um, more and more, um, you know, men are kind of becoming... Uh, you know, they're taking on more responsibility in terms of, you know, those types of relationships and becoming more involved in, um, you know, the parenting than perhaps they were in, in, you know, previous generations. Yeah. So, so um, let's talk, talk about you guys for a little bit, um, you know, on your, uh, your, I guess you say resumes, what's the right word for the thing you attach to your headshot? Bio resume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, know, we it call says, it CV in England, as oh, in yes. the curriculum vitae, but That's people right. don't call it that anymore. <laughs> uh, but it says that you guys both uh, performed at the, is it the Maryland Shakespeare Festival? 
Uh, actually, uh, Maryland Renaissance, Renaissance Festival. Festival. Maryland Renaissance Festival. I'm sorry. So I was trying to I was trying to look and notice that you had you know I guess worked together before. Like how long have you been working as a team here? Well, funnily enough, that's actually how we met. Um, I I had been doing I had been living in New York previously, and then had done um, some summer stock down in in North Carolina. And uh, at the end of that contract, um, for one reason or another, found myself without an apartment. So, you know, I decided on a change of scenery and, and D.C. seemed close enough to New York to be, you know, accessible, but uh, but a different place, a change of pace and so on. So I came down to D.C. and, you know, as an actor does, I guess, just started auditioning for things. Uh, there was a, a production that was called The Hope Operas, and it was a sort of uh, a charity theater event. And um, I actually auditioned for a show uh, with the writer of the of the show because Heather, who was directing it, uh, was at that time working on a cruise ship and was not there. So yeah, I was I was still in the Mediterranean doing uh, uh, an email exchange back and forth with the writer because uh, I because I knew we were going to have to go into rehearsal the minute I got back on land. So I got cast by the writer. So Heather and I had not actually met at all before the first. Uh, day of rehearsal but interestingly the show was set in London um, so when we started rehearsing I didn't know he was British <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he was really well prepared <laughs> and maybe a little bit over the top because he couldn't let it go uh. <laughs> and, um, and one day you know uh, after I think it was the third or the fourth rehearsal we, we were having a drink in a you know in a bar with the rest of the cast after the show. And she just sort of turned to me and said, um, Hey, you know, um, it's really great that you're so committed to your part. Um, but actually it's cool. You know, it's fine. We, we're, we're just socializing now. You, you can, it's you know, kind of annoying. Let it go. <laughs> and, and I just remember thinking, you do know that I'm British, right? <laughs> But to be fair, then we did the Renaissance Festival together, and other cast members said the same thing when we went out to lunch. They're like, "You don't have to, you don't have to keep it up. Like, it, you know, this this is not, you know, method acting. You don't have to live this role." And she's like, "Does does nobody know that I'm actually British?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's very interesting. And in answer to your question, we really do like working ago, together, yeah. though. I suppose that's actually kind of why we decided to have a company together after that yeah we, and yeah. that was that was four almost five years ago so mm-hmm. so okay yeah. so quite a while then okay this yeah. is this isn't just like something that like oh yeah i met i met her six months ago and now we're no, like, no. traveling I, all over the world with this show. Yeah, so we're, we're actually in the fourth year of tasty monster productions mm-hmm. now we 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 kind of officially started as it were or founded or whatever term you'd like to use um in 2011 mm-hmm. um and we'd, we've just kind of gone from there. We, we've, you know, written original pieces. We've also worked on um, other people's shows and plays and adaptations of things and collaborations and, and so on. Um, and, I, and I think that we just, we just were in a place where we said, you know, perhaps we weren't getting cast in some of the types of roles that we wanted to get cast in or we weren't being offered, you know, directing uh, positions that we were interested in and... And so we just kind of sat down together one day and said, well, why don't we just do our own stuff? And And I think um, we wanted a lot more sort of, we were in a place where we wanted more artistic control. And we also are in that place where we're shifting from artist to mentor. And that, um, 
making that shift can be very difficult, but the fact that we were sort of in the same place at the same time, it just felt quite serendipitous um, to, to be making that transition together. Yeah. And that was, that was actually how the company was formed, is we just realized we were very like-minded in our goals and our strategies and... Um, and in our kind of love of the type of shows that we yeah. tend to, to do, which are mostly small cast, um, solo theater, uh, adaptations, uh, taking a new look at, at uh, um, you know, other more established texts and so on. And um, but also original work. work. We, we really love working on original work and, and we're sort of specifically seek out kind of new writers and, and people that are doing exciting things, you know, even if they're not well known. Yeah. You know, this, this show is kind of, I guess, about the, you know, entrepreneurial performers, writers, producers like yourselves that are doing those, you know, 